We try to play with great pace. We try to play with great pace. Ran a lot of pick and roll, pick and pop uh, type actions. Oh, you'll see us play. Some people look at the guy next to him and say, what the hell was that shot? Hell, I could have been Gronk before Gronk was Gronk. Welcome back to another episode of, of Bangarangs and Daggers. I'm your co-host, located out here in the superior eastern time zone, though seemingly war-ravaged, currently Washington, D.C. And with me tonight is my always wise and witty co-host, Patrick Gerhardt. How are you doing tonight, Patrick? I'm doing swimmingly here in beautiful, very, very nice weather, Nebraska, right now. So are you, are you boarded up in your, uh, in your current location in D.C.? Uh, yeah, Other some of the area. Time. Yeah, some of the area is. I don't really live um, within any real particularly concerning distance to any uh, significant national landmarks in D.C., but um, I don't live too terribly far from the Securities and Exchange Commission. Yes, that mm-hmm. SEC, not the other SEC. Um, and we walk by there with our dog on uh, longer walks sometimes. So that one is totally boarded up along ground level, um, even on the courtyards and uh, the grocery store that's in our um, apartment building on the ground floor uh, is boarded up, as is the CVS across the street. But the Starbucks uh, caddy corner across the way is not. So wow. a little hit or miss on, on what is and isn't. But uh, I'm ready for this to be over. <laughs> I don't know about everybody else in America, but uh, yeah. And that, that's all I'm going to say about that, to, to steal Forrest Gump there. Makes me happy to live in my small, little, Great Plains town. Oh, I bet. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> certainly would not say no to being up on a Great Lake right now. But, uh, yeah, you know, enough about that talk. Uh, I think we're all sick of it, uh, besides a, a couple jokes about... Um, you know, Home Depot doing well clearly right now, so that's good to see some, some business thrown their way. But uh, yeah, we um we we have some exciting news tonight. Do you know what that news is, Patrick? Oh, good news, good news, basketball news. Let me think. Oh, today is a Thursday right. in November, and there's something on a Thursday in November happening 21 days from this moment that we're recording. Obviously, when this drops, it'll be less than 21 days, but we're recording on Thursday night, November 5th, folks. And it's 21 days. 21 days, yep, till the season starts. 21 days till we get college basketball, hypothetically. Yes, that that is true. We we (laughs) do not actually have a schedule yet, so we do not know if – there will be or not, but <laughs> so uh, yeah, um, that is uh, three weeks from today. The season tips off on. Wow, my math is terrible. Um, actually, it's a Wednesday, not a Thursday. Thursday, three weeks from now is Thanksgiving. Oh, no, uh, whatever. It's, it's a twenty-fifth. It's twenty days from now. My my bad. <laughs> This is why I did not get a Bachelor of Arts in, in math. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, I, I got a BA in something else. That's why I live in Washington, D.C. Um, and, and work in the field that I do and do a podcast about Nebraska ball. Uh, yeah, so t- 20 days, actually. 20 days until the college basketball season starts. So that that's our good news for the night. But, uh, yeah, we, uh, we, we have one game on the schedule 
So uh, do, do you happen to uh, – let's have you start on that one, Patrick. What What is the one game that we do know is happening on December 9th? Um, the one game that is happening on December 9th is part of the Big Ten ACC Challenge, not the ACC Big Ten Challenge because, you know, we are the superior conference, as you would say. Correct, Kevin? Um, as of right now, per things like uh, Ken Palm, I believe we are, in fact. So the, the math checks out. We are the superior conference in that regard right now. Yes, we are the superior conference. So the, in the Big Ten ACC Challenge, Nebraska on December 9th will be taking on the Yellow Jackets of Georgia Tech for the second year in a row. This is true. Um, so they uh, will be facing Georgia Tech this time in Lincoln against Nebraska. Uh, I believe this is the third time Nebraska has faced the same opponent uh, for a second time, not necessarily back-to-back, but uh, they have a lot of repeat teams in the Big Ten ACC Challenge over the years. The hierarchy doesn't exactly change in either conference very much. I mean, you know, you get two or three play-setting changes, but for the most part, they kind of just... Nobody really moves a whole lot in those conferences, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, that is true. They they are based on competitive expectations for the season when they're made. And if we're being real, Nebraska, unfortunately, does not tend to be outside of uh, the bottom tier and generally faces a lot of teams in the ACC that generally tend to be in the bottom tier, unfortunately. It's uh, just, you know, just the way it is for Nebraska ball, I'm afraid. But um, for, now. For, for, for now, we have hope. Hoiberg is here. He will fix everything. <laughs> yeah, it's certainly definitely expectations uh, <laughs> are, are coming through on that. That's uh, not to be denied. I mean, Ken Palm ratings came out the other day. We're 112th in the nation, if I remember right which is better than 162nd where we ended last year. So, you know, baby steps. 118th to be exact. Oh, sorry, 118th. Sorry, sorry. But it's better than 162nd out of 372 teams. So, you know, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's something. It's something, you know. It, it's definitely looking up. So uh, th- that's uh, definitely something worth mentioning. Um, I forget where they actually started last year. That probably would have been something worth doing research on Uh before I, uh, I chimed in, but um, you know, we we aren't very fond of that at times here. So I'll check um, the Kim Palm account next uh, for next podcast. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll check my rankings that I did last season. I, I think I did a preseason um, ranking standings on that. So we'll uh, we'll we'll see on that. But um, yeah, the uh, Big Ten though has the rest of the conference. The other thirteen teams are all top seventy. In fact. And the worst is Northwestern. Yep, at exactly number seventy. Yeah, I think the top the top nine teams are in the top thirty. The top seven are in the top twenty five. I mean, it's and I think like it's like twenty five is. Oh, don't tell me twenty five. I, I wrote the article today or yesterday. I should know this. Twenty five is Purdue. I think twenty six is Indiana, and twenty seven is uh, Rutgers. Yep, but mind you, Rutgers was good last year, and they're bringing back their entire starting five. So there's hope for them. I'm not saying they're going to be great this year, but you know they're they'll they should be competitive. So, yep. And uh, last year, Nebraska was number 96 in the uh, preseason. I I did look that up really quick. So yeah, <clears throat> Hoiberg magic took a little bit longer than we expected. <laughs> 
Yep, and uh, we are a stronger conference in the preseason this year than they were last year because there were only 13. Uh, th rather, this season we have 13 teams in the top 70. Last season we only had 11. So, a yeah, little bit deeper of a conference based on uh, seasons finished from last season. Um, but yeah, the uh, the Big 12, unfortunately, is uh, getting a little bit too much love right now with five teams in the top 10. Um, <laughs> which is, including the number one. Yep, including number one. They have number one, Baylor, number five, Kansas, number six, Texas Tech, number eight, West Virginia, number nine, Texas. Now, to be fair, Kansas at number five is probably eventually going to have to vacate some of their wins this season. So they should definitely enjoy this while it lasts, but the wow. uh, NCAA hammer is coming down someday on them. So, Yeah, I think that's not going to happen this year. <laughs> Probably not this year, but at some point they'll be vacating those wins, and it will be sweet, sweet, poetic justice. That is for sure. Wow. I got nothing. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, just to, to give a quick rundown on the rest of the Big Ten, Wisconsin's number seven, Ohio State's number 10. And then after that, outside the top 10, there's Iowa at number 12, Michigan State at number 15, Michigan overrated at number 17, Illinois number 18. I mean, come on, Illinois number 18 and Michigan is ahead of them at number 17. Are you kidding me? Illinois is going to be good this year. I they think are. Illinois. I think Illinois is going to vie for the top of the conference. I think you know maybe not number one, but they're they're going to be competitive. And Michigan, eh, they returned some good guys who were expected to leave for the NBA draft this year. So, eh, you know, I I can see. I, I'm just going to say I can see it happen. Yeah, I mean, their biggest thing is uh, they lost a dynamic uh, point guard, just like Michigan State did. Um, the only difference is, is that MSU has enough talent outside of uh, losing their point guard and their star center, Xavier Tillman, that they're still projected in the top four of the conference, whereas Michigan generally is somewhere in the in the middle to uh, top of the bottom, um, frankly. So really, it's, uh, it, it's interesting. I mean, stats aren't always necessarily something that ends up lining up with reality, uh, but advanced stats are useful by all means, which is why we cover them. So, uh, and then, as you said, Purdue at number 25, Indiana number 26, and Rutgers number 27. Rutgers being behind Indiana, also a little questionable. Again, it's stats, not you know, projected finish. So, you know, Minnesota at number 35, eh interesting i'm not uh, sure they're going to be this year i don't know how to yeah. feel about minnesota i i don't have very good expectations for them frankly i mean they're, yeah. they're gonna likely be a bottom tier in the big 10 so i mean maybe at best middle but i i just with the strength of the big 10 i just don't see them pushing up um i don't think they have the talent to push up that far nor do i think their coaching is there either but i you know i could be wrong so yeah, and then uh, Maryland all the way back at number 51, which is more than fair, really, given what they lost and what they have returning. They are a big question mark. And Penn State at number 64 is interesting, especially in light of Pat Chambers' recent resignation as head coach. Uh, what was that, a week or two ago? Um, yep. So, yeah, I mean, that's uh, quite the... Mind you, this is Ken Palm. It goes off previous year's stats a lot. So after a few games, this is going to change dramatically. 
Very true. Very true. You know, um, I wouldn't. Exp- I, you know, I, I, I don't think out of, out of the top twenty-five Big Ten teams, I think there will be shuffling, but I don't think anybody's going to drop considerably. Same, and I, I think some of the teams like Minnesota, you're definitely going to see them drop. But it, it, exactly as you said, it's not going to be precipitously. They're they're going to drop from thirty-five, but I mean, they're not going to you know drop to a hundred or two hundred or something here. So, yeah, um, I, I agree. Yeah. Um, and then finally, Northwestern at number 70, I, I think especially with uh, in comparison to what Minnesota has and what Penn State uh, situation is right now, I think we're going to see them have quite a bit of success in terms of climbing the rankings in comparison to those specific Big Ten teams. So uh, it should be interesting. Um, we'll definitely be interesting to see what exactly we have for schedule outside of the ACC Big Ten Challenge because we still don't have a conference schedule or even a non-conference schedule or a clear indication of what exactly a non-conference is going to look like even. Although yeah, we, do, no, we know nothing. <laughs> uh, well, we, so we do have some high-profile games that have been announced in other teams' schedules. Um, I think Illinois confirmed their own uh, mini MTE tournament scenario thing. Um, I forget if it was them or a, a, another Big Ten team um, had announced they had all the you know, full lineup of three other teams that were doing that. Uh, Michigan State had uh, had it been reported that they'll be hosting Notre Dame in East Lansing. And as we previously discussed, Iowa will be playing Gonzaga uh, which is a huge game um, for that. Gonzaga is, um, in many rankings, the preseason number one. So uh, also a, a pretty big matchup to announce um, publicly, which they have. So um, it seems clear, uh, as clear as anything can be in 2020, that we're going to have some kind of a non-conference season, by all means. And that's especially true given the fact that the Big Ten did announce the ACC Big Ten Challenge matchups, though they've already canceled the women's for no clear reason other than yeah, they-, they don't think the women should have the same advantages of the men, which is uh, not a good look. Not a you good know, I was curious about that. I was I was curious about that too. Do you think it might be financial? Which doesn't really make any sense, but I, I was trying to justify why they would not have the women's. I I assume financial, but I mean at that point it's just like how can you justify that being fair to the men? Like, okay, I get it. Football and men's basketball pay for everything, but the difference is at least when you're saying that in relation to football versus volleyball it's two completely different sports that are in no way comparable. When you have men's basketball and women's basketball, you're literally just talking dollars and cents. It's Mm -hmm. the exact same sport, exact same size rosters. They use basically the same facility. And you're going to sit here and say, well, we can, by all means, we can let the men travel. And, you know, we can let the men practice in essentially the same practice facilities as the women. But, you know, no, no, they, they can't actually compete against these other teams, though. That, that's a step too far. It, have, it's they, have they announced any changes on the women's schedules coming forward? I, I haven't read anything, like in terms of the conference and stuff like that. Have they announced any major changes for the women's basketball teams? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Uh, when 
Um, I listened in on Susie Merchant's um, press conference back at the start of practice. Um, I'm not aware of any that she's done since. Um, They're pretty much the same boat as men's, more or less, in that obviously everything's still very much up in the air for what they're going to do non-conference, if anything, what they're going to do for um, a conference season, anything like that. Uh, The only thing that was clear was they did not have the daily antigen testing that football was doing, um, at least for the women's team. So in that, in terms of that, they didn't have the same uh, policies and procedures put in place yet that football does, though um, I take with the moment here to insert the point that um, hockey apparently does have that because the Big Ten hockey schedule did drop today for the first half of the season, that is. Um, and hockey, like football, is going to do non-con or um, they're nixing the non-conference schedule, with the exception that they've essentially added Arizona State to the Big Ten, who's an independent in hockey. And uh, for reader or listeners rather who are unfamiliar with Big Ten hockey, Notre Dame is a member, which makes it a seven-team conference. So there is Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, uh, Notre Dame, Wisconsin, and Minnesota. Now Arizona State, who will play four games against each Big Ten opponent in Big Ten arenas. So Arizona State is playing an entire season on the road. Uh, Their policies and procedures are the same as football. They have the 21-day guideline. They have no fans except for consideration under local rules and schools option to allow uh, family and um, relatives of coaching staff, things like that in the stands beyond that no public attendance for games and uh they will be also doing daily antigen testing Um, i bring that up because i think it's worthwhile mentioning in relation to the fact that we don't know what basketball is doing despite it being 20 days out we still haven't actually heard for sure if they have done uh if they do have access to daily antigen testing um frankly we don't really know the effectiveness of that given the situation in wisconsin clearly um, but, uh, it, yeah, I, I, interesting to see what exactly is going to happen with the women, uh, basketball season. Um, and certainly still a lot of questions with the men as well. So, well, I, I have one question, uh, the big 10 announced at the beginning of, of this what, third attempt at a season that they big 10 would be paying for all the testing, correct? For football. Correct. It will come out of the TV payout, but schools will either be reimbursed or the Big Ten is just outright paying the check up front. It wasn't wasn't completely clear exactly on that, but at some point the Big Ten is covering the cost. We we do know that at least in terms of football. Okay. Yeah, for football. Yeah, it's like I said, you know, we got some major sports coming up here, and I think it. Well, you know. I don't know how financially everybody's doing in the Big Ten. You know, hypothetically, they should all be roughly on the same level. But, you know, I know Rutgers athletic department's underwater. I think that's pretty well known, you know. So can they afford a couple million dollars to help their men's and women's basketball teams get through the season? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that, that is an excellent point. Rutgers, despite the fact that um, they do receive um, 
Uh, let me restart that. Um, obviously, just like Nebraska, Rutgers and Maryland both have a six-year buy-in in terms of their Big Ten network payout. They need to invest themselves in, for six years getting a reduced payout um, in order to match the original startup money that the original Big Ten's 11 schools had uh, invested in, in the network. So Rutgers, however, was given permission to borrow against future payouts. So they've actually that, been getting... Was that Rutgers or was that Maryland? I thought that was Maryland. That's Rutgers. Maryland got an initial um, bonus, essentially. For there we go. Okay. Up, or rather, for, for leaving the ACC. And that was essentially just a um, straight-up buyout for their ACC uh, costs. Um, because when they left the ACC, it came with one heck of a hefty price tag. Um, I think but it was like also, a year or two after they they bumped that right they bumped that exit fee up. I think like the previous year. Yeah, I think the ACC basically did that honestly in light of what happened at the Big Twelve, and yeah. Maryland proceeded to uh, leave anyways with a nice uh, check from the Big Ten for that. But in terms of their payouts, though, they do still have the same six-year period. It just there's a little bit of. Um, I, I mean, I'm. I get why they did it. Um, there's certainly a little bit of hurt feelings, I think, on on behalf of Nebraska and Rutgers fans to a degree. Um, that I, I by no means uh, don't sympathize with their point either. I mean, there's really no winning there Maryland, for everybody involved. Basically, so. Maryland Maryland got theirs front loaded. That's all it is. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, they, they I mean, just and, got... and, and they and on top of that, they were in debt. I think to a tune of I don't know forty or fifty million. Yeah, it was substantial amount. Yeah, I mean, like, um, like their athletic department was very much in debt. I mean, they had no choice but to do this. The Big Ten, that is, to really make it worthwhile for Maryland to join the Big Ten, and more importantly, them to get the Baltimore DC media market. So I, exactly, you know, and I, I'm very appreciative. Nebraska, because yeah. I, I love having the Big Ten network be standard with sports packages here in DC. So yeah, I'm totally in, in favor of adding Maryland just for that, and the fact that yeah. I get to go to a home football game every other year, minus COVID. Yeah, no, it's good, it's good. But I mean, in terms of Rutgers and Husker fans being butthurt, I really, I don't buy that. I mean, it's. I know there are, but well, I, I, I didn't. Just, I, I didn't mean that it was a, a great oh, no, 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 feeling. No. Yeah, I, no, no, there no, have no, been no, a few I, comments I, I've seen from folks on the Nebraska side who mostly just didn't know the full details on it, and that's all. And definitely a lot of hurt feelings by uh, Rutgers, including some media even, who were upset by the six-year buy-in period and think that the Big Ten should have. Uh, renegotiated that, especially last year. Um, th that That's mostly just it. I, I didn't mean that it was representative of the whole fan base or anything. And, and as I said, I think that there's certainly a valid point to be somewhat annoyed with the assistance they got up front, by all means. I, I also think that it's a valid reason why they did. So I'm just saying that there's valid points on both sides. Of, of yeah, no, I wasn't, I wasn't saying, yeah, it, I was going to finish. I was going to say there are. Ah, never mind. <laughs> sorry, sorry to cut. Never mind. <laughs> anyway, what else do we got? Uh, well, still, um, as we said with the schedule, a little bit. Uh, no real news on the Golden Window Tournament, um, other than they have not decided to toss that into the trash heap with uh, legends and leaders. Um, hope they reconsider, but. 
Do you think it's going to happen? The tournament? Yeah, honestly. Like, do you think it's actually going to happen? Um, if I had to put money on it, I would say I'd put it at 60-40 odds, maybe 70-30 odds that it happens. Um, I think we're going to see non-conference, and I think we're going to see it in terms of um, there being preseason tournaments. Uh, it's clearly not going to get up to 16 teams, though. That I think we can book as being a, a pipe dream and maybe not a good idea uh, at this point. Um, I'm not sure necessarily that they aren't going to have some teams end up having to either back out or be forced to back out to cut it down from 11. Um, it, it might be a little bit too big at 11, frankly. I, I'm not really sure. If I had to guess, I, I'd say it, it'll probably get cut down from that. But um, I, I think it'll happen, though. You know, you know that- uh, seem set literally three weeks out that they're still planning on doing this or working on planning to do one of their own. I, I think it's going to happen, but I don't know. It, probably 60-40 because it's 2020 and anything we think is going to happen ends up not. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, as time goes on and as the amount of teams isn't growing to the 16 that they wanted, I'm starting to kind of have doubt that this is going to happen. That and I just, and this is just me, I could see the Big Ten putting the kibosh on it. They could. I, I don't know. I, I'm torn on it. I get why they would if they do. The way COVID's but, going right now in a lot of these states, I mean, we're, I mean, whether, and I don't want to get, <laughs> not to, not to get too deep into this, but like, you know, you look at a lot of these Midwestern states, COVID's peaking right now, whether you want to go belief in that or not, you know, cases are going all over the place, not just in Nebraska, but also Wisconsin, Iowa, Minnesota, the Dakotas, you know, travel this early, especially during the holiday season may not be an ideal situation for the Big Ten or its Earth Conference schools. I'm just saying, you know, I mean, it. not saying it's going to happen. I'm not saying I 100% believe in it, but I think it could very well be a factor to shut down the Golden Window Tournament and tournaments like it. So, Yeah, I mean, even places like Maryland, for example, which is uh, um, seen, I don't have the exact numbers, but I mean, they, they've been pretty darn good uh, with COVID for... Um, quite a while going to late summer, early fall, even they're starting to see huge upticks right now. Um, so, I mean, it's by no means a, uh, even nationwide necessarily a, a good thing right now. So obviously with cold and flu season, the <clears throat> second peak or whatever the phrasing is, it escapes me right now is um, a concern clearly no matter where you are. So, uh, in that regard, I fully agree with that point. Yeah. Anyway, we'll find out. I feel very alone and in the dark about basketball season right now. <laughs> yeah. You know what? It, hey, if we have to delay it, start it in January and have April madness, I'm okay with that. Just I, I just want March madness back. I, I no, just, I agree. I, I get yeah. if we can't have it, whatever. I'll I'm, I'll move on, but. Honestly, um, I, I'm like I know the big like I know there's been a couple conferences, but you know I'm a, I went to a Big Sky school, and they just announced their football season this spring, this past week, and just wrapping my head that I'm going to be watching football in 
February and March is just kind of like, I'm not going to complain. I'm going to watch it, but it's like, it's kind of, I hate to say it, but like, it's kind of unsettling. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. I mean, honestly, like even with (laughs) the big 10 season this fall with it starting so late, it's like, I've gotten used to having my Saturdays for myself. Like I've barely watched college football for the most part. I didn't care about anything until SEC started really. And then even then I still didn't necessarily care about it, but it sort of felt like, okay, yeah, football's back. Uh, I guess, I don't know, when does LSU play? I'll, I'll watch them because they're yeah. my SEC team. And it was before they won a national championship, by the way. I was not a bandwagoner. I, I followed them since about 2013. So, you know, um, by no means. You didn't have the obligation. There was no obligation in watching. Basically. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you know, I can do my day how I want. I can get some work done. I can do some chores. I can manage the dog walks and whatnot to keep her from going insane during dinner time to, to have her tired out and whatnot. Now it's like, Oh God, I have to wake up for a noon kickoff and <laughs> get all these things out of the way when I could be sleeping in a little bit. And it, or if you miss, if you miss the first half of a really good game, it doesn't eat at you. Yeah. You know? Whereas now it's like, Oh great. I watch us lose to Rutgers and, and then <laughs> Michigan. That, that was great. That, that felt nice. But like the lead up to kickoff was still very just like, man, this, I got out of that habit and I'm not really too excited about getting back into it now. Yeah. Yeah. No, so. it's, it sounds, it just, you feel kind of spoiled. Like, do I really have to? Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the game, but then you watch the game and you're happy. again. Yeah, exactly. And, and yeah. it'll be the same way if basketball has a late delay where, um, my, my job's busy uh, period is basically from January to about early April. And, and so uh, I have quite a long commute for it. And so it's like, oh, great. I'm going to have to go into the office a little bit um, when that season gets back. So it's like, oh, great. Now I have to plan around watching college basketball in the evening. Okay. Well, you know, eh, life will be back to normal. <laughs> but and I think, I think if I'm correct, I read somewhere that there's going to be a lot of weeknight games, I think, this upcoming season. Um, so I – I'm not sure about that. There's a, the, actually, this is something we should have talked about earlier. Um, The smaller conferences, uh, which one was it specifically that I saw? Uh, St. No, St. John's isn't in the Big East, right? St. John's is in the Big East, yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. It's a different conference with some of the schools in that area, though. Um, The Atlantic 10? No, um, I don't remember. Anyway, moving on. uh, They are doing um, weekend pods, basically, where um, they're doing like Saturday double or Saturday, Sunday double headers of they play one game on Saturday and another game on Sunday, all in centralized locations, essentially. Which I think is kind of what the NBA is going to end up doing, if I remember right. Yeah, they, they're all like, I think, that for them. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of where they're getting it from, where basically, you know, NBA team goes to one city and, you know, that, yeah, they do play a doubleheader against the same team or they go to another team that's not far away or something like that. So, which honestly is a smart move for those conferences to make. And I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, the Big Ten goes that route. I don't know. Oh, yeah, it's a great way to save money, frankly. I mean, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you do it? I mean, if you're... um. You know, take for example, if you're in Nebraska, like 
why wouldn't you hit both Indiana and Purdue in the same weekend? Why wouldn't you hit Michigan and Michigan State in the same weekend? I mean, okay, yeah, that sucks for the schedule and preparation. Like, good God, you have to face really good teams back-to-back on the road yeah, with or, no or, time in between. But still, like in a, in a sense, that actually does make a lot of sense logistically with COVID in, in light. Or Northwestern Wisconsin, for example, who are frankly or, are closer together than Northwestern Illinois. Or, or go out to Happy Valley and play Penn State on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, just, you know, do both of them. Do, boom, boom, you know, do, do both of them and call it good. I mean, unfortunately, you don't have that home home thing, but, you know, it's, I mean, that's probably not. It's it's we're all guessing right now on how the Big Ten's going to do this. I mean, hey, maybe we see something like uh, Nebraska goes to Penn State for a weekend and Maryland and Rutgers join them. And we see double headers of Nebraska Penn State on Saturday, followed by Nebraska Maryland on Sunday and Penn State Nebraska on Saturday, Penn State Rutgers on Sunday, you know, whatever it is that way. So that'd um, be good, too. And that would be the most fans that that arena has seen in a very long time. Well, uh, actually, it would be it would be on par with their normal attendance if they're not allowing. So that's true. Yeah, the the mausoleum uh, continues in its its natural habitat, so to speak. Although I suppose in that scenario, it would probably make more sense for Ohio State to be in uh, that uh, get together rather than yeah. take the three teams from the furthest Eastern footprint with the one team from the <laughs> farthest Western footprint. But uh, yeah, it was, whatever it, still, it, it, it it's a valid point. <laughs> a quadrangle of hate in different quadrangles, I, I suppose. So, or oh, whatever ge- geometrical shape that would be. I heck if I know. It's going to be a weird season. Most be a weird season. So anyway, I got nothing else, man. Yep, I think that's a wrap for tonight. So we'll uh, we'll do our usual of pointing out. We would appreciate it if you would please subscribe. Be sure to download and subscribe to our podcast on whatever platform you prefer. That way, you won't miss next week's or uh, rather any uh, any next special episode that we do because they're all special. Um, you also get all the other great, though not quite as great as our. Uh, podcast with coordination, John's post life crisis, uh, that football one that shall not be named, and uh, uh, well, yeah, I'll let you mention Nate's podcast. I'm I'm angry with him. He didn't. Nate, has a, Nate has Nate has a podcast. Yeah, good point. Anyway, yeah, m- moving on. Uh, also, please follow us on Twitter at Bangs and Dags. Uh, myself at Sparty on Huskers and Patrick at Patrick Earhart. Um, leave a review. We'd love it. Also, feel free to comment on the uh, article on coordination.com. And finally, please listen and share. Uh, you know, that's, uh, that's a wrap for tonight, folks. You stay classy, Lincoln.